You're listening to the Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion forward. What is going on, everybody? It's your friend Lucas Spinoza coming at you from the Black Sheep Lounge right here in Welland, Ontario. You are listening to Above the Mug, a podcast for positive people, and we're here to show you how you can use your passions to live your life passion forward. Today, joined by an incredibly special guest, Mr. Ryan Skursky. This guy is a cinematographer extraordinaire. I didn't even stumble once on no, that. No, that was smooth. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm impressed. I, yeah. I, I am too. I'm a little rusty. This is the first episode we've recorded since COVID. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting at a very long table, so when you're watching this, it may look like we're close, but we can't even touch with our arms fully extended. So hello, everybody. Welcome back to YouTube. Ryan Skursky, how in the hell are you, buddy? I'm good. Uh, yeah, that's like, you, you're like positive people. I'm like, oh, oh no, I don't think that's, why am I here? Uh, no, I'm good. It's, uh, COVID stuff has been interesting, but, uh, I think, I think as with everyone, I'm pushing through it and, for sure. uh, I think for the better. So, so why don't we start there? I think that's probably a good thing to talk about because I don't want to stay on COVID the whole time. Cause I course. think that's going to be boring for everybody. And you could talk about that for like hours exactly but it is important because i think anyone who might be listening that wants to start their own project or do their own gig will be thinking well it's covid right now how am i supposed to apply this if it doesn't apply to covid so i think it is important to to touch on it just briefly so how have things changed why don't you give us a quick run through of like here's what my normal week would look like in my job (laughs) and here's what it looks like now uh so uh for me it was a little different like i i I do a lot of my like music videos and stuff on and originally it was on the side mm-hmm. because I was working full time in Toronto. So my normal day was waking up at four in the morning, mm-hmm. hitting the Burlington Go train for six and making it to Etobicoke for like seven o'clock to work for six plus hours in the day and then taking all of that back home and then basically sleeping all night. So that sucks. Like, that, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a positive thing. I'm not commuting as much and it's great for sure. But like that was uh, that was a big difference starting like March. I was working from home for two weeks and then mm-hmm. once everything was like officially shut down, we were like, all right, well, see ya. Like mm-hmm. you're officially laid off so i was like all right i'm gonna hang out for a bit and see what happens and it lasted way longer than i expected it to be for sure so have you used this time for more personal projects or creative projects things like that yeah 100 like i've uh, definitely invested more time into trying to build up like music videos Mm -hmm. and like promoting myself because before it was like more of a passion thing for me Mm -hmm. i did that when i had the free time and because five days a week i didn't it was mainly weekends and that's a struggle sometimes for people. So it was like, instead of just, I mean, I sat around and played video games for like the first <laughs> month. Cause like I did, it was a nice vacation until sure. I realized this is no longer a vacation, but, uh, yeah, I've just pushed it, been pushing a lot more of my own stuff of promoting myself a lot more. Honestly, just like, uh, for me, I've been like just blindly messaging like artists that I'm super into that, that I've just been finding on Instagram, on any like social media, YouTube, whatever, and just like sending out a demo reel and like who I am and what I'm up to and just seeing what clicks and it's been working, That's which awesome. is pretty nice. Yeah. Isn't that the coolest thing about COVID? I mean, obviously it's bad for a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people a lot and of a people. lot of things, yeah. But I find for the people that are seemingly unaffected by COVID from a health perspective, mm-hmm. 
there's so much you could take advantage of that's a positive. For sure. I did the exact same thing as you. Uh, for the first month, I was like, this is sick. My entire <laughs> life, I've never had weekends off yeah. or a holiday off working for my dad in the bakery like it was all the time. We right. worked Christmas Eve and, and worked up until pretty much Christmas at night. Um, and so having this one month off, I'm like, this is awesome. I bought a Nintendo Switch. I started playing Animal Crossing. Nice. And I was like, love and life. But then after like the third week, fourth week, I'm like, okay, this well, sucks. Can I get back to normal now? Yeah. yeah. And so the good thing about COVID is I think it gets the steam out of some people. Once the steam's gone, then it puts you into panic mode. And that panic mode, I think, is healthy to go through because especially for someone like yourself or someone like myself who's passionate about the things that we do, you start thinking, well, how can I use my passion to make money? Because that, yeah. at the end of the day, is important. If you're not making any money, then you need to do something else. And there's only so many grants and so many subsidy programs available. And even if they are available to, available to you now, doesn't mean they're going to be not available be forever, to you forever. Yeah. So, you know, my thing is like, I started doing hot sauce. Right. And so you obviously Love started, hot sauce. thank yeah. you. <laughs> you started reaching out to um, other people in, for music and doing videos like that. So I think it's cool that when you get kind of pushed in a corner, it, it forces you to really get deep in your head and yeah. figure, okay, how, what else do I have in my toolbox that I can use as an additional source of income uh, or as just an, an extension of, of your income? Maybe you're already doing something like for you. It's not a stretch. This is something you like doing, yeah. but you tapped into it. You dove a little more deeply because I don't know. I don't know you that well. Maybe this is something you wouldn't have done. Maybe you wouldn't be DMing artists on Instagram yeah. beforehand. And the same thing's true for me. Like I've never cared about influencer marketing or right. anything like that. And I find myself like trying to find uh, like chicks on Instagram posting food pictures and message them saying, hey, if you want to come take some pictures, I'll give you guys free food. Because like that's something I never would have done yeah. before. And that that's it works. big. That's big now. Nowadays, people look to influencers and be like, okay, what are they doing? And how can I become like them? And if they're at Black Sheep, they're going to, these people are going to go to Black Sheep then. It's like, for sure. it's crazy for the for where this world is now. <laughs> Definitely, and also I think it's, another thing too is really taking care of the loyal people, right? Yeah. Um, that's one thing, we've always been good to our regulars and we try to you know, give them something once in a while to say thank you, we appreciate you. It's not forced, it, we genuinely are happy and, and thankful for people supporting us, but especially during COVID, um, we had to think of new and creative ways of making people uh, feel comfortable, um, rewarding them for supporting us because right. a lot of people are picking one place. You know, maybe it's one place a week. Some people are way less than that. Some people are one a month. Some people have only gone out once since COVID, right? So uh, we started a loyalty program and now there's points through our POS system so people can come in and uh, most people after two transactions are already getting discounts and that kind of thing gets you excited, but it also is good for us, right? Cause we can have people come in, they get discounts, they come more frequently, that helps us. So mm -hmm. it's, I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, like people go like yesterday is the first time I actually went out to eat since all of this started. Where'd you go? Uh, Merchant Ale House. So good. Yeah. It's so close to us. Yeah. So it was like, we didn't feel like making anything at home. We were like, you know what? Let's, we haven't been out. Let's just go somewhere. And it wasn't busy or it was like, not a lot of open spots, but it was like, they've made space. They're outside, they're inside. It's all spread out. So it was nice. It was For good. Sure. But uh, yeah, I was one of those people where it's just like, unless I'm uh, working or whatever, I was kind of just a homebody for a little bit. So no, I, I feel it. I, I think it's an important process to go through. I think if it was shorter than COVID's been, yeah. I don't know if 
that many people would have had that panic mode to push them to do more. So I think it's good. I, I'm kind of done with it now. I am, <laughs> I am ready to go back. I feel to like normal. everyone's done. So I think with I it. learned enough. I think I've yeah. learned enough to like, okay, you know, if it's normal, I think I can still make money and I think I can still do what I like doing, but yeah, I'm, I've, I'm done with it. Yeah. So anyway, to jump into regular life. Okay. How did you get into this in the first place? Was there a, a moment where you were watching a movie and you were like, yeah, I wish oh, I could man. create something like this. Uh, Honestly, I'm not too sure. I remember in high school having to pit like basically what grade mid through grade 12. They're like, hey, you need to decide what colleges you're going to apply to or universities. And I'm like, well, I know I don't want to apply to a university, mainly because I knew I didn't have the money for it because I was terrible at saving as a kid (laughs) and my parents couldn't like help at all. So I knew that was out of the way. So I was like, hey, I really like drawing way back. Like I'd always be doodling. I was doing arts and for like ever since I was a kid. So I was like, I maybe graphic design, get into animation, video games and stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I like TV shows. I like movies. I like music videos. So literally it was like, I added, I put graphic design, film production stuff on in for colleges. And I applied to those. I ended up doing a tour at Niagara college for their broadcasting program, fell in love with it. And it was mm-hmm. like, I really hope I get this, got it. And then kind of just went from there. It was, it was almost just like accidental that I started doing it. So I was you went into like, it just because it was something almost. that seemed interesting. Yeah. yeah, like I was playing with video cameras for like ever, just like the handy cams my parents would have, and I always played with those. And then were I you re- the kid going to skate parks? And no, no? I wish. <laughs> I I was a kid that tried skateboarding and never figured out how to ollie. I understood <laughs> the logistics behind it and the process behind it. I just could never do it. Um, no, I was like pl- doing like little short films with like friends cool. that I wish I still had because they were probably stupid. And then I was I was making like music, like little like anime music videos that like That's with cool. like TV shows or video games I'd play. I put like Linkin Park behind it and like at, cut to the beat and like so that I guess I was doing that prior to like high school and college. So but I it had wasn't a knack something you were it. it was never about, like, I want to be a, a yeah, cinematographer. Yeah. It wasn't until college where I was like, I was, cause our program, you kind of learn everything. It wasn't mm-hmm. like one thing. So you're learning about sound design at like little, every little piece. And it wasn't until like this one short film I worked on where I was like the DOP, the director of photography, mm-hmm. which is like figuring out the, the shots and like the way the visuals are going to be and the way the lighting is going to be is that it really clicked that I wanted to do that more so than like when people go into film, they're like, Oh, I want to be a director. And it's always like that top bill. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, I think I want to do more of like the visual based thing and not really worry about the actors and all Mm -hmm. that. Like I want to make that director's vision come true. And for, for right now I'm kind of doing both just cause like, that's what's in the budget or, (laughs) and like, that's really that all that can be done. And, um, I'm definitely pushing more out of my comfort zone with directing. Like a lot of way back in the day, it was kind of just like run and gun, especially for hip hop. It's the easiest to just run and gun, find a cool spot and shoot. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I'm like, I'm actually like planning everything out, figuring out exactly the feel we want to go with and just kind of pushing through that way. And I feel like, with the free time I've had now, it's helping me build that creativity, which is awesome. And I'm excited to do more. Of That's that. sick, man. So, um, so you said about hip hop, how it's easier to just find a spot and go. Did you, 
find hip hop because of that? Or is that something you already had an interest in? And I always loved hip hop. Yeah. So it was that, just a happy coincidence. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't remember who I'm trying to remember who I first started working with. Um, I think it was like Sammy Sosa from Welland. I think I hooked up with him cause Ryan Gway was like yeah. connected to him and I met him through like random people. It was all a whole weird connection. So I started doing like music videos for them. I did some stuff in college too, but it was just like, yeah, I kind of started with hip hop and that's kind of been where I've been pushing. I've been doing a lot of other stuff too. I've worked with like Katie Gata a lot. Yep. Street, I've done a ton of street pharmacy music videos. Uh, man, I almost like, forgot about that because yeah. you and Katie were here, what, three oh, years God. ago yeah, now? Yeah, it was a while ago. ago. Yeah, we shot a couple things in here. Yeah. We were outside. Yeah. yeah, we did a bunch of like live performance stuff and she was always great to work with. What Do you find the challenges for live performance are greater than in a controlled environment? Uh, yes, because it has to be perfect. Mm. Like, because you got one shot, you right? got yeah. you, like, unless you're like playing it to like a playback and you're kind of faking that live yeah. feel, you, you can do as many takes as you want or, and like cut to that. But if you're doing like a one shot, it has to be perfect audio wise, video wise, everything. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's a lot more, um, practice at the beginning yeah i don't know yeah. no I, I it's it's interesting i'm the complete opposite when it comes to comfort because when i'm doing this podcast it's for me i i forget aside from the fact that i'm trying to keep myself close to a microphone aside from that like i don't think about it it's just a conversation with someone i'm interested in hearing their story but when i'm trying to do a promo or like announce um, that we have a new podcast, even saying that the podcast is coming back. I'm like, I made this one minute clip saying, you know, Above the Mug is coming back September 6th. And I had the same setup, except it was just me and I was nervous. Right. I had, to, I did the take like, I don't know, a hundred times that I'm still, I still am not happy with the final product. <laughs> You're never going to be. That's But like I'm always happy it. with how these turn out. Right. Even if I stutter or if we make a mistake or... It's not going to happen with you because I love talking to you. But, you know, there's sometimes you'll have a guest who's just not giving you anything back and you're right. trying to like, come on, give me something. Yeah, I really hope that's me? not me. No, I, we're not going to have a problem. We're, I'm probably going to look over and be like, oh, crap, it's been an hour. Yeah. But um, anyway, I find even then it's still easy for me where when it's just me and a camera, I have such a hard time. So like when I was playing music, when we were doing live stuff, no problem. When we're in the studio, I crap the bed. Yeah. I, I don't know okay. why. It's weird. It's more of that. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's Just technically the pressure. less pressure. Yeah. But it feels like more. I don't know why. To me. I guess it's it's probably because you want, if you're in the studio, you want that studio sound. Whereas if you're live, if you make a, a little mistake, that's authentic to that audience. Yeah. That audience isn't going to hear that anywhere else. So I feel like that's a little. That's and, it, it, and it gives you more of like a down-to-earth feel mm. that you're not perfect. Yeah. So no, people, totally people probably enjoy that more than like if you're pristine the entire time. You just reminded me of something. So a lot of the time when I have people on, I try to figure out, you know, how they got to the point where they, they started making money. Right. Right. And so, of course, passions are important, but when you first start your craft or your art or whatever it is that you're, you're pursuing, you know, there's a lot of freebies, right? I'm, I'm assuming you still probably do some. Uh, I do some for people with my business, uh, and that's just something that you have to do. But what was the point or what was the, I guess, the turning point when you're like, okay, 
this is, I'm going to start charging for this. This is how much I'm going to charge. I don't need prices necessarily, yeah. but was there a point in time where you're like, okay, I'm ready to start charging or was something, was it awkward for you? Was it easy for you? Honestly, it's still a situation and like a conflict <laughs> I go through. Like I, I, I don't really try and do anything free anymore mm -hmm. unless I'm really like, really like passionate about what it is. Like mm -hmm. if it's, an artist or a song that I'm like, this sounds awesome. I need to help and like, you get I there. Yeah. want to do this for you. Uh, I haven't had that in quite some time. Well, that's good. Which is good. Yeah. Um, and then there's some people that they'll come, like I had it recently. I won't say <laughs> names or anything, but like I message them being like, Hey, like fan of the work, blah, blah, blah. Let's one day work together. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be leaving town. Let's shoot something. I have no budget, but like, let's do it. And he, the way he worded it was like very dickish. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, like, I was willing to help you, but the way you were doing this, yeah. Like, yeah. If you're going to help me, it's going to be on my time. It's like, yeah, uh, I'm like, okay, no, like I kind of just like, you know what? I would, I don't want to rush anything. Yeah. Um, call me when you're back. Call me when you're back <laughs> and we'll figure something out. Cause like, uh, yeah, it was it, like I need to vibe with that person for sure, or I'm not gonna be willing to help you. Definitely, because like, like I, it's a lot of time. Like, and I'm sure you understand, it's a lot of work. Definitely to do, like, especially for video and editing and everything. It's, this is the easy part. The, yeah, the shoot now, is the easiest part. It's the before and after that takes forever. Yeah, that's why I almost didn't want to do video again. I'm like, oh, because now just you just so you, much extra time. Because yeah. before when it was just audio, I literally would like finish do a quick 30 minute like run through, make sure everything sounds nice and upload it. And yeah, that's it. And that then it's, it. You're the done. RSS feeds automatic. It uploads to every single platform and I'm done. But with YouTube, it's like, okay, you're going in, you're color correcting. You're, yeah, you gotta make yeah. it look nice. You gotta make it's sure the like <laughs> export settings are right. Then you gotta watch it once it's exported make sure that's good. Cause exactly. sometimes, sometimes it just drops. goes weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's so much to it. So no, I still like, like my my rates and everything they fluctuate i don't want to what i say to everyone i ever work with i don't want to break your bank for sure yeah. i'd rather you come back than do one and never see you again for so sure. like and especially for artists and mm -hmm. like bands and stuff that uh, just like with any art uh unless you're like crazy popular you're not making a lot and i get that definitely but there's also the balance of like, you have to invest in yourself. Definitely, because at the end of the day, I mean, like if you're not bringing in money, you're like, I wanna be your best friend, I like your work, here's some free services. You know, after five years, you don't exist anymore. Now yeah. you're you know, working at Tim Hortons or something because you can't sustain your, you know, what you're trying to do in life. Especially right? if you do free work a lot, people yeah. just expect that all the time. Yes. So it's like, you kind of have to word it in a way of like, maybe giving them a discount or like a little bit of like a freebie thing. Sure. Yeah, like usually that it would be like whatever, but because like this is our first time working together or whatever, it's like, Hey, I'm going to throw you this deal. Communication is. Yeah. Is, and is that's important. a big thing. Yeah. Like you can't just like be like, no, I'm going to do it for free. And they're just like, Oh sweet. I'm yeah. going to get a free video from this guy all the time. It's sure. like, you gotta, you gotta kind of like, like read the room basically you got to mm. figure it out and that's that's actually funny you bring that up because there's uh someone who was on our podcast before who's a very good friend of mine who's in a similar field does uh photography yeah and this dude is at everything music 
yeah. all of them. You probably know who. I'm oh, talking I know about. who you're talking about. I'm yeah. just gonna say Mike. Okay, yeah. Mike. Mike's well, a great guy. Yeah. And the thing is, like, he takes he does amazing work. I've always loved working with the guy. Way too nice. And every single event I go to, he's there. He's like, buddy, let me take a shot. I'm like, okay, sweet. Not alcohol. <laughs> Sometimes, but mostly camera. So he's taking a picture and I, and I get these sweet things. He's like, yeah, man, just make sure you like tag your tag. friends on fit. Yeah. Sweet. No problem. But then I'm like, I didn't realize I've known him for seven years, eight years. And I'm, and I realized I'm like, I've never paid this guy ever yeah. for anything. <laughs> right. So then one of the things I, when I opened this place, so open the black sheep, I'm like, I need to like get this guy to do work. Right. And so that was one of the things I'm like, I need to give him work. I need to give him money. Right. And so I've done that with a few people, but that's probably the most prominent example because in that world for him, I don't know. I'm sure he does it because he loves doing it, but I don't even think about it. And I'm not that kind of guy. I want to pay right. for people's services, but once it becomes a habit, then people just don't even think about it as I'm not, I can't be putting you out of your way because this is what You're you do. Doing, every it's single what time, he's been right? doing. Right. So then that's why I'm like, Holy crap. I can't believe I've been doing this to this this guy and he knows I that's why you know even the the pictures for this podcast they're all they're all done in his studio yeah and so I try to spread the love obviously too because I've got friends in in all sorts of different fields and some of them double up triple up I'm terrified when I buy a house because I know like 40, oh, there's 40 so realtors now I'm like <laughs> but anyway um yeah so I'm I also want to go back a bit because you talked about how you are now but how was it in the beginning like was there ever a point in time where you were nervous to say I need to charge you or because I know people especially in your world like it's almost always immediately free in the yeah. beginning and then they find a way or did you like you're like I know my worth this is what the rates are yeah it's like I'm trying to think of <sighs> it it's sad. I feel like it's been so long, but it's only been like maybe 2012 is when I really started doing this. Mm. Like funny you, you bring up Mike, like me and him used to be at like hip hop shows and like shows oh, yeah. all the time. Cause I was working with, I don't even remember who the, they were, but it was like, I don't know if it was technically a record label or just like a, a music group that would always put out on these mm. shows and I'd be doing the video and he'd be doing the photo. Yeah. So I was like putting out these live like videos for these guys and then he'd be taking the photo. So it's funny that, that the yeah, world's collided. it's like, it's been so long since then. I know. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it really, yeah, it really depends on you. Like, I don't know how much free stuff I did. I know I've done a bunch of little stuff. I don't know when I, it, it, it was you like, just, I like you start, I you just started doing it. I'm like, here's my rates. Hey, eh? yeah. Like I, I got, that. I got really lucky. Okay. This is, this is what it is. I got really lucky with connections I made through, um, not even through school, but through YouTube. Mm -hmm. I started working with like a YouTube company like youtubers in burlington Sweet. that got me connected with a bunch of other people and then so i already had like for college we were supposed to work on like a demo reel for like one of our projects and a lot of people only had work from school whereas the majority of my stuff was outside of just like little youtube shorts i've already done and just like stuff i've done on my own and all this so it's like I already had a backlog of projects that I could show people that like I just did myself or with the people I worked with there that can prove my value. Sure. So I think I was in a very unique position of being able to be like, Hey, no, it's not like this is my first video of I'm, I'm ever going to do. And 
like there it is we'll do well like i'm gonna do your music video for mm. free like funny enough <laughs> uh I, I think I have it on my phone still, but you messaged me years ago when you were in a band. I was thinking about it. I know. Yeah. And I hate myself because I already know how <laughs> bad that conversation I don't, was. I don't, think, I don't think the conversation went anywhere. It didn't. No. We, we started talking. I remember it vividly now yeah. because I think you had just started and I was pretty much brand new in, in, in more professional bands. Right. Air quotes for people listening and not watching. It was not professional, right. obviously, because I'm like direct message you and like, hey, man, I got your number from somebody. Uh, your work's cool. Like, what are your rates? And yeah. then you told me the rates. And I think I was just like, OK, thanks. I'm You know what? I'm going to pull it up. <laughs> I'm curious. And I'm I won't I won't specifically say anything just for I'm really hoping that it's like at least six years ago. Can I so I can say I was a teenager? <laughs> yeah. OK. It was definitely it was March 15th. 2013. Okay, so it was a goodness. while ago. All right, so I was 19 years old. That's good. That's Appa all that matters. Apparently your singer was supposed to message me and didn't? Uh no, it looks like he did. And we were supposed to text each other. I don't know if that happened, so I don't have those. I don't have the text either. So I'm curious what happened there. <laughs> but that was basically it. Uh, then you were like promoting a new band and pro I, got, I probably like, just sent you like mass board stuff <laughs> um, What is this? There's so many like random things. They're probably all one-sided for me sending you links to bands <laughs> Yeah, and also any musician out there or aspiring musician You're probably especially if you're a guy you're gonna want to do that This is future Lucas who became a professional at some point do not mass message anybody <laughs> ever. Nobody likes it's it. Nobody worst. responds to it. And I didn't learn that until I had a good friend of mine come up and say, listen, man, there are very few people in this world that care about you more than me. And I hate your stuff. <laughs> I hate it. So they're like, stop doing it. Yeah. And then that's when I'm, I started getting people sending me stuff for their bands. I'm like, who? I don't care about your band. Yeah. Everybody has a band. And so, you know, you have to, I think you have to go through that. I, I was the worst because every time you're in a band, I think you think you're the best. Like your yeah. band's like, yeah, everyone needs, you not even that you're the best, that yeah. people need to hear my stuff. If they hear it, they're going to love it. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. So don't ever do that. Yeah. It's, or uh, a lot of people I've seen just mass tagging people in posts. I luckily never did that. That drives me nuts. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't even know who, like, I see a notification. This person tagged you. I'm like, who the heck is this person? <laughs> Why are they tagging me? What have I done that I don't know that I'm being tagged in? And then it's like, oh, check out my like EP or music video or whatever. And it, there's like 50 people tagged. And I'm like, no, I don't even want to click on it now. Yeah, like, that's it. It's over. Market yourself another way. Like, and I think that's a brilliant, um, a, a brilliant pivot we can take right now because I. I'm going to make one comment about the payment, about how you started, because I think you're right. What you did with, you know, with, um, with your work, by knowing your worth, you have something kind of in your arsenal. You can use that to yeah. say, well, listen, I'm good at what I do. And I'm not saying you have to pay me, but if you want my services, this is what it is. That's a good thing. I did the same thing with music. I, very, I was the one guy in the band who was always like, listen, we don't necessarily have to get that gig, but we shouldn't be playing for nothing because then you're setting a standard. Then people are always like, oh, well, you played my backyard barbecue. Oh, you played my charity yeah. function. Oh, you played this. And then now you're just the band that plays for free, right? And you can never buy better equipment. You can never have a practice space. You can, whatever the case may be. You never record your music and then you can't market that yeah. to people that matter and can give you money and you can't become a professional. So you can't invest in yourself. And I'm you not saying to. it's wrong to do free stuff, 
It's wrong to consistently do free stuff, yeah. in my opinion. So I think we're on the same page. Yeah, there. I agree with that. Like, there's there's always a time to be able to do something for free. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you think it's going to boost you. For sure. Like, that's there like... there are the right types of people. I mean, yeah. like, if... Let's say, I don't know, I, I don't know enough people in cinematography, but let's just say like some big director and is like, hey, I'm in Niagara. We, we need this weekend. I need five people for the crew that do X. Yeah. That, and that if happened you to me be recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Like so, I've, uh, there's a few directors, cinematographers and stuff that I follow on Instagram mm -hmm. and they've posted like casting calls or like crew calls for just like PAs, whatever. And I've messaged a few and they're like, and it ended up being days that I couldn't do, yeah. but it was like, it was a volunteer experience, but because I haven't been on big, big budget stuff, I want to go experience to that. I want to yeah. learn more. Like I'm never like, no one's an expert in anything that you, like you could be, you could know a lot of stuff, but you're always going to be learning. Sure. And that's like a big thing, especially in the arts. Like you're never going to be perfect and you have to just keep building that repertoire of like knowledge and just like, yeah, you just got to absorb from everyone that you can. Definitely. And that's and if a big you think thing. about if you were going to call, well you did, but let's say anyone who's going into college for production or videography, whatever the case may be, when they go there, for you to have that kind of experience uh, where it was a big budget shoot and you want to learn, right now you might be putting in a weekend for free. But otherwise, you have to pay like $20,000 to go to school to experience yeah. that. So you think about, are you act would you have made $20,000 in that weekend? Yeah. Probably not. So it's, then, it's almost worth doing it. Even then, like, as much as I enjoyed school, I mean, I can't say that. It wasn't great. But <laughs> <laughs> I learned, but like, the, especially with uh, like video production, film production stuff, it's like the stuff that you, it might be different now, mm. but the stuff I learned then was already outdated. Yeah. Like I immediately got out of school and realized a lot of the stuff I was learning is like old mm -hmm. and like the old way. And like it, they did not future proof themselves at all. Well, dude, the fact that they have a program and I'm not even saying one particular school, but the fact that there's film production, sorry, uh, production for television is a weird thing. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like having a radio broadcasting program. It's like, you know, I have a, a which was a part of that program. I know yeah, that. And yeah. so one of my good friends, Joey Scringy, also, AKA Joey bricks, he's yeah. a, a host on 97.7 now, right? He's a young guy. He's our age and has a full-time job at a radio station uh, and the highest listenership in, in the whole region. They're like all the way to Toronto yeah. now, right? That's an amazing accomplishment, but he's the only guy I know out of thousands of people in that program that actually is making money. Because like he, he also spent like two years and he said it on, on the podcast a couple months back, like he worked for months for nothing, waking up mm -hmm. at three in the morning, driving to St. Catharines, he's at the studio and he, he put in his, you know, the, the ground hours and did it, right? Yeah. But even still, so anyway, what you were saying about how programs are outdated, you think about what people are need cinematography for these days, mostly for YouTube, yeah. a, a lot of social media marketing, um, blogs like people don't even understand like there are literally people that will hire camera people for layman's terms to come and say like how do i do a vlog properly yeah. like just like as a as an advisor or yeah a, it's kind it, of it's weird yeah it's a weird time to be in that mm -hmm. um and even then like everyone can pick up a camera there's thousands upon thousands of tutorials online there's so many different outlets you can go to that isn't school like 
when you go into when you what what am I looking for? Basically, if you're like applying to go to like or to do a job or like a film shoot or whatever, they're not looking at your schooling. Mm-hmm. You're you're offering up a, like a CV or like a resume of your work and then a demo reel. Yeah, they don't care where you went to school. Half the people probably didn't. So it's like I went in to school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. But if you already have an idea of what you want and you can make the contacts outside of that, mm-hmm. then you're golden. Yeah, like, I think the the one valuable thing about school is the fact, especially for your world, is like the equipment is incredibly yeah. expensive. So, I mean, maybe... You get the experience of playing with it. Yeah, maybe that's... It's a big a, thing. A, a positive. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, even myself learning how to do a podcast, I learned everything about podcasting from YouTube and yeah. it cost me nothing. And it know? sounds great. And it sounds, so, thank you yeah. very much. And I mean, of course there is, it's, it's going to get better over time. I, my office, when we were in the office, I didn't have sound deadening blankets on the wall or, or even pads. I just, I had so many newspapers on the wall <laughs> that it actually sucked up the sound, which is, it tells you how many newspapers That's a lot. were in there. I yeah. recently repainted my office and I had 432 thumbtack holes that I had to mud. <laughs> Jeez. I counted because counted I, was like, I was disappointed in myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but but yeah, so I, I want to go back to another point too that you made earlier about um, about you know, for example, with with when I was in bands, that mass marketing crap, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you market yourself today as someone who does what you do? I know that you know we talked about the DMing and stuff yeah. like that, but how do you get people to see your work? Uh, honestly, it's. Uh I don't know. Um, I, I post a lot of videos on Instagram. I mm-hmm. post my like demo reel on my like Facebook page and just like hope for people to see it. <laughs> yeah. I love um, that. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, that's all it is. It's just like social media marketing for yeah, us and you, now. You, there's a lot of word of mouth now because obviously yeah. you're established. People know who you are. Um, people in the industry or people who need work done mm-hmm. from someone like you probably know other people who need work done from people like yeah, you. So and they, the, and it's, you know, they, they spread the word, which is good. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing too. It's like, it's not like it's my own work that I'm pushing. It's other people's sure, like yeah. I'm filming other people's work mm. then they're promoting. So my marketing is doing videos for other people. Cause then they're just pr- uh, posting it. They're tagging me. They're like shouting me out and it just spreads from there. But a lot of it's just like happenstance. Like I just shot a music video this past weekend for a hip hop artist in Mississauga. And he he's the one that DM'd me asking if I did video. So while we were shooting, I didn't really think about how, like I didn't realize how he found me. And it ended up being on the Instagram Explore page. He found a photo that I took of a blockbuster cool. in like Tobamori. Is that the only one left? Is that what it is? is I think that, that it's, it's yeah. I, it. I think so. Or it was just a few like years back that I went and it was just like, I just took a photo of it, uploaded, thought nothing of it. And he found that one and dug it. And he's like, you know what? If he, if this person could capture like that nostalgic feel and like he, he must be able to do something else with that camera. That's cool. Man. Which is cool. Love and that. like, yeah. I never would expect something like that to get me work. Cause usually it's, music videos that people will see or other other actual like related things that they'd see and be like hey i loved what you did here let's work together no it was a random photo i just like it may have even been on my phone like it was just random so it's it's anything you put out um really 
but yeah, it's just me posting music videos, having them post their own stuff. Cause obviously people are going to promote the work that they do and I'm a part of that. So Absolutely. it's just like, it's easy, free quote unquote marketing for me, mm. but it's obviously a lot of work. So, so let's say there's some evil agency that hates your guts and yeah. they take a cyber attack on you and they, they put a virus and they destroy everything you've ever made. Okay. How would you start over? Ooh. So if you had to like what in today's world and today's market, if you had to start completely from scratch, you have nothing to show people. What do you think you would do um, to prove your abilities or what would you want to have people see of yours in order to uh, to market yourself today? I know it's a difficult question. Yeah. I just thought of it because it's I think, you know, earlier I said that people know who you are now and they see your work and it's not that it's easy, it's just easier. It's the mm -hmm. more of a, of a snowball effect where you know the, the more you roll, the bigger you get, the easier you yeah. are to see, right? So if you had nothing, because I think about this for myself sometimes, which I'm not gonna get into now, <laughs> but I, I would love to know if you had to start over, what do you think you would start on first for people to get to yeah. see your work? Like I literally have no, nothing. nothing. You have your equipment, My but gear, no, pro no, no portfolio. previous yeah. project. Yeah, I think it would, you'd be, go. I'd be going back to like grassroots, either shooting like with people that I know and like I do some free work to just build up that reel or just shooting like I know I used to do like YouTube just for fun too and I was shooting my own stuff mm. and whatever. I'd just go back to that. I guess it would just be like building out passion projects and just promoting that again. That's really cool to yeah. hear, man, because I, you know, I think a lot of people would answer that is I would never do what I did before. Yeah. I would completely, st but it sounds like you were happy with your trajectory. No, I like, th there's a lot of mistakes. Obviously. Like there's, I, I wouldn't say I regret any of it because you learn from it. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of situations that happened upon that sucked mm -hmm. and I lost money out of it or so, like relationships got messed up because of it but it's like you move on from that and you're just like, all right, I know what not to do next mm -hmm. time and just build from that. Man, so. we used to sell risotto on paper plates, so I've made mistakes yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> you learn from it. There you go. No, that's really cool, man. I, I love it because, you know, a lot of the people that we have on here, they're admirable people. You know, they, they're people who have taken literally nothing other than something they're interested in, made a living out of it, and it's almost difficult when you're separated from the beginning of yourself or the be beginning of your career to think how you would do it because how would you do it? It's, yeah. it's new. It's a new experience. Like I, I think about the beginning of the black sheep and I'm like, what an idiot. I'm like, I was 21 when we first opened the doors, but it was 19 when we started building this place. So crazy. I was a baby. Yeah. That same year I sent you a message about liking my band's page. Yeah. That can't <laughs> so, be the same year. I was 19, man. So yeah, that's nice. think about it. That's the same guy <laughs> <laughs> that employed people. It, it, that scares the hell out of me. But I, I don't know if I would change much. Of course, I would not be serving risotto on paper plates anymore. But I'm happy with how things went. I, mm. I think it's easy to sit, you know, in retrospect to say, well, I wouldn't have served this. But you wouldn't have been able to have time to build your worth. I don't think people would have trusted us if we didn't go through that growing process with them. Yeah. I, Communication's key, we talked about that, right? Where when my customers came in in the beginning, I would just talk to them about how much this place means to me and how I'm passionate about it and how much I love it and what I plan to do with it in the future. And I think when people came in and they saw this 21 year old with big doe eyes thinking, oh man, like 
I'm gonna, I want to change well, and I want to like yeah. provide this cool space. People were, you know, taking the paper chunks out of the risotto and thinking, you know, I can get over this. I think, you know, because it's him, because it's they saw the passion. They're like, this guy in time will be something, but not not something worth looking at necessarily, but be able to actually take what his what his passion is to another level. Right. And you know, we did that. We just hit five years uh, not long ago, a couple weeks ago. Thank you. Um, but yeah, things have changed so yeah. drastically. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd change much, but definitely little things. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people just don't know where to get started. You know, a lot of people don't know where to get started when it comes to their passions. The easy ones in my mind are the arts, not because it's easier to get paid, but there's, there, no. there's a very, very recognizable path carved out yeah. by other artists. Like if you, if you play guitar and sing, like call Johnny Rocco's, call Boston Pizza. Yeah. I mean, if you're decent and you can, you have four hours worth of material, you can make 200 bucks this weekend. You know, you can make 400 bucks this weekend. You can make a thousand bucks this weekend if you're really good, yeah. you know? Um, but that's not enough for some people. Um, some people just aren't willing to start there. Uh, and some people rightfully challenge that trajectory. They challenge the way and the carved path, you know? They, they wanna try something new. Makes it more difficult sometimes. But I, I like asking that question, people like yourself, because I think that the people in the beginning of their, of their journey and their passion, they can hear this from you and they're like, wow, that worked for him. And they'll try it. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does work. Yeah. And they'll hear it from somebody else in you know, six months from now who has a similar uh, project, similar passions. And they'll do it completely opposite from you and be equally successful. And the person listening to that one will say, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. And it's nice to be able to hear it from different people. And I think that's what's so great about YouTube and the internet and things like that. When, when I was learning coffee, mostly from YouTube, I'm hearing these hipsters talk about like how you have to use a scale for every time you make an espresso. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to have the best coffee in the world. And, and I do, I mean, not the best in the world, but I aspire to have at least the best on my street, you yeah. know, <laughs> at least the best for today. Oh my goodness. I didn't think about the phone, the Ryan. Phones. I didn't think about the phone. Well, if you guys hear the phone, uh, don't call the black sheep at five o'clock ever. Cause we're <laughs> recording podcasts. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, where was I going with this? What were we talking about, Ryan? I'm distracted now. Now I'm distracted. I'm just waiting for that phone to stop ringing. Um, it's going to stop ringing at some point. Just like people's paths and how oh, everyone yes. takes it differently. Thank you. So I think with that, coffee. I was talking about coffee. Yes. Hipsters. Okay. There we got that. When I when I was watching those videos and they're really pumping out something amazing, and I still believe that they are. When I actually opened the shop and I tried doing that. I noticed that people didn't give me, they were not patient with me. They're like, listen, man, I don't have time for you to take 0.1 gram of coffee out of the portafilter and make sure the temperature is right. Just give me a coffee, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I realized, okay, well, is that the right customer for me or am I doing this wrong? And so you start questioning it. What's important to you? So now I'm a nerd when we're closed. You know, I'm a coffee nerd when we're closed. I work on that. I build up, you know, I make sure that this place works before we unlock the door every day, instead of trying to convince other people that they need to be educated in it as well. Yeah. Not saying that educating your customers on things you're passionate about is wrong, but you, it really does depend on the person. You know, mm -hmm. there are people that come in and they're like, so what, what varieties of coffee do you have? I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, now I can get, they've dirty. opened that door for they, you. They've opened up the floodgates and if they get smoked by the water coming out of it, that's their fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. They unlock the door. But then there's other people that'll be like, yeah, can I get a coffee please? 
sure, no problem. Did you know that I went to Nicaragua one time and I climbed the mountains? Yeah. And it, the higher the, the, the coffee in elevation, the more complex the flavors. Okay, yeah, thanks, man. Just, and just actually, if it's yeah. 203 degrees instead of 204, okay, man, thank you. And the beautiful, okay. <laughs> you know? You gotta read the room. You have yeah. to read the room, yeah. you know? And I think that's important. You know, one thing, I didn't read the room. I didn't read the fact that the phones are on in the black sheep. So yeah. <laughs> it happens. It happens. But I'm actually happy about that because this is a learning experience for me. And also anyone listening who wants to start a podcast, for instance, knows turn your phone off. Airplane mode on your phones. And then if you still have it's home a phones, How landline. Just, yeah. You just unplug it. Is that how right? it works? Is that a thing? I don't know. I haven't touched the, the landline forever. Been here since we opened. I don't yeah. know anything about it. I, just find the, the cord and just unplug and see what happens. Or just keep it off the hook. Unless I, I assume that would work. Maybe. You'll find out next time. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't have a landline. Yeah. No, who, who needs them? Crazy, man. Uh, Wild. Yeah. So now we've been in COVID for five months and counting. It's been that long. Five months. March 16th was the official state of emergency in Ontario. I remember that because it was the... It was two days before I was supposed to have the launch party for this podcast with Pem Financial. Oh, Bummer. Geez. So I remember hearing the announcement and thinking, ah, oh, we're not going to get 300 people in this room. No, no. I mean, you could try, but <laughs> it's hard to do that in bad. normal. It'd be yeah. very tight. It's like yeah. sardines. But so now we, we talked about, you know, how things have changed for you. Have your plans for the future changed? Have you had to pivot in the sense where you're, are you, planning on it staying like this or are you more hopeful and thinking that it's going to change soon or maybe in a year from now what what's your plan moving forward for for your career um i'm just going to keep keep plugging trucking along because yeah. no matter what ha unless we get completely shut down again and we're not allowed to do anything like i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing at a at a safe distance of course. from people of course at least um, seven and a half feet, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah Nothing has really changed. Again, I have a lot more free time. Mm -hmm. I'm not commuting as much. I'm not uh, driving as uh, as much. So I'm I'm more focused on my personal stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's just what I'm gonna keep doing. Uh, keep trying to build out music videos, and it's uh, especially for that. It's a it's a hard thing to get into con and consistently have work. Sure, yeah. Because there's tons of people doing it and tons of amazing people doing it. So a bunch uh, of assholes doing it for free. Yeah. Oh, Freaking the worst. <laughs> Unless they're really good at it, but then that's even worse if you're f doing it for free and you're amazing you're at it. You're so, screwing over your brethren. And <laughs> yeah. And you're over yourself. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, there's, there's some days where I think about uh, it'd be nice to have just like a nine to five, come home and not have to think about work. But then I'd just be bored. For sure. And I don't want to be bored. It's so. funny because we used to be open 48 hours a week. Now we're open 25 hours a week. Yeah. And, you know, there are pros and cons to that. There's challenges, there's opportunities. But I've stopped planning personally. This is for me. I'm not saying people should do this. But the way I'm looking at uh, business and, and some of my other projects is I'm not planning for back to normal. Again, right. air quotes. Because in my mind, I don't believe it's ever going to be exactly no. the way it was. Even if, let's say, this magically disappeared tomorrow, I think there's still going to be fear looming. I think there's still going to be uncertainty. I don't think 
even if we could guarantee it was gone, that regulations will change mm -hmm. or that people will get their jobs back. Because think about how many businesses have realized how much money they can save, how much work they can give to other people. And yeah. even if they give them a 30% raise, it's still saving 70% yeah. in other areas. So I don't know. I, I've been planning as if this is the way it is forever. Yeah. And when it changes, if it changes, I will make that decision yeah. because I, in the beginning I had a plan. I'm like, here's our reopening plan and here's our back to normal plan. I've scrapped the back to normal plan because I think it's, it's almost irresponsible in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think to be, especially someone who's in the service industry, like, like I am with the black sheep, it's crazy to say, well, once we're able to, you know, have a punk show in here again, you know, once we're able to have an art show in here again, that's crazy talk, you yeah. know, like, even I have a lot of friends who are doing like drive-in movie theater concerts and like people are pulling in their cars and that's cool. Yeah. But like, it's not sustainable. No. People are going to get bored of that. And even if they don't, how much money could you make? You know, you're not going to be getting $10,000 shows for your, for the professional bands anymore because it's going to run out right now. There's so, so many grants, so many programs for artists and the same thing for businesses, same thing for everyday people. That's not going to be forever. So for me, not to be cynical about this at all, I'm trying to actually be optimistic no, and think like, what it's can realistic. We, what can right? we do in a bad situation to make yeah. this better? And you know, every successful person I've ever talked to. And when I say successful in this instance, I'm talking about makes money doing it is they have at least three sources of income. Yeah. Um, and it could be the same field, but getting it in different ways. So for you with your business, it could be advertising, it could be hip hop videos, and it could be content creation, yeah. whatever the, the case may be, right? For me, I've got podcast, hot sauce, black sheep, right? So, you know, I've got three. Two of them make me almost nothing, you know? <laughs> but it's still three places. Yeah. And, you know, I'm working on that and continually trying to push and, and trying to find new and creative ways to make money without being annoying like I was in 2013 to you. Um, that was not annoying at all. <laughs> I think it's important to, to point these things out, right? Like, For sure. I've always been the kind of guy to, to admit faults and repeat faults in public because you'll see it in politics all the time where people are like, uh, well, back in 2008, you said this. Yeah. Well, you know what? I stand by that. Even if they don't, yeah. because they feel like if they change, they, they failed. Yeah. My opinion, it's the opposite. Like changing shows that you're growing, that you're willing to accept new information and to and move with the times. Right. People don't think about that. There's yeah. to break, to kind of like bring it back to the whole COVID situation. People complain that, like scientists are like, oh, masks, masks work. Like that is a, that is a scientific thing. Like that is proven. Yeah. And then they go into, oh, but also maybe wear like a face, like a face guard or like goggles and everything. And they start adding stuff and adding stuff. And the naysayers are like, well, now they're changing things and they're all doing this. Clearly it's not, they don't know what's going on. It's like, no, they're, they're learning, mm -hmm. they're adjusting, and they're giving you new info. If they just said the one thing from the beginning and then that was it, I'd be a little more wary about mm -hmm. it. Like you have to learn and change because if you're not letting people change, then it's like the can it's like the cancel culture. It's like someone said something horrible 20 years ago. Hopefully they changed since then. Yeah, man, and even if this is the scary thing about this cancel culture thing is even if you didn't say anything wrong, but people perceived it poorly, your You're life could too. be over. Yeah. And I went through that last year with, with something that happened on city council. 
you know, there was a headline that says, basically, Welland hates the homeless, right? Well, they look at the nine people that voted against this, basically this mm -hmm. um, initiative, and one of those names is Spinoza, happens to be me. So now, in turn, it's not Welland hates the homeless, Lucas hates yeah. the homeless. And obviously anyone who knows me or anyone who's been to the Black Sheep knows how much we do for people in need, not just the homeless, but for mental illness, for all types of mental health, for diabetes, for uh, Parkinson's, for angel syndrome, like for everything, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the people could take a headline, spin it, not read into it. Even if they read the article, that's not enough. Why not send a message? How, why not a quick Google search, yeah. you know? Uh, and that's what scares the hell out of me, but it also makes me feel really good because people that are willing to cancel you probably aren't worth entertaining in the yep, first place. Exactly. So maybe just stay away from them. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of really good people out there and they just get overshadowed by nutcases sometimes. And the same thing's true of, you know, you talked about COVID. That happens a lot with, I don't want to spend too much time on this tangent because I'll talk about this for an hour. Yeah. Is, you know, People will do that with climate change. They'll yeah. do that with um, with health studies. Literally like people will anything. say, and yeah, like you can believe one thing, but also accept other information. For instance, with the climate change thing, people can say climate change is real or it's not. Okay. Well, if you're in the it's real camp, which should be because it's <laughs> happening. Even if you here's the other caveat to it is people will say, well, is it man-made or not? Well, climate change is of course affected by humans. But there's also evidence saying that it also changes in cycles. It's mm -hmm. cyclical, right? So you can have both be partially true. Humans are doing an unprecedented, unprecedented yeah, amount of damage to this earth. We're definitely not helping the situation. Right? So we should be doing what we can to alleviate and mitigate some of the problems that we are creating. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't also say that there are problems that happen naturally, yeah. right? So. That's like saying that meteors happen because of human beings. <laughs> I don't know enough about that kind of science. Maybe that's true, but I don't know. I, I just think it's irresponsible. You just started to a whole new conspiracy theory of, for people like that. <laughs> yeah, every COVID sneeze brings an <laughs> yeah. asteroid closer to Mars oh, and, no. and then just blows up that planet and that blows us up. But no, I, I think it's irresponsible to write off information unless it's so outlandishly crazy like Holocaust deniers. Like, you, you know, oh, yeah. do yourself a favor and eat a stick of dynamite, okay? Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, there's very few things that are that outrageous that we can't have a healthy conversation about, you know? Yeah. That's why I love podcasts because, and especially like people who are kind of crazy like Joe Rogan, right? Like yeah, you yeah. listen to his podcast and I'll listen to some and I'll be like, man, what an awesome episode. And then I'll listen to others and talk about like literally aliens fighting over diamonds in, in Peru. I'm like, okay. Like that's not crazy, but we need the dialogue. It's important. I love, I actually, the books that I read, I don't know about you if you do much reading, but stuff that I read, I usually like to read stuff that makes me one uncomfortable and two deeply disturbs me, right? Like I, right. I read books that challenge the way that I think, even if I end up at the end of the book being like, okay, exactly how I felt. I still feel that way. If anything, I feel way more adamantly <laughs> secure in my position. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. Yeah. I, I think you have to constantly be challenging yourself. Yeah. yeah. I like, I agree with that. It's, uh, it's crazy to see what, how people can think sometimes. I don't know. It baffles me. 
I, I'm speechless half the time I see stuff on social media lately because yeah. it's just like, how are you going through life mm -hmm. right now? For sure. <laughs> and that's, that's actually another, another good point we can talk about before we have to wrap this thing up. But, you know, I spent a lot of time in the beginning of the Black Sheep promoting myself as the face of it. And I think that was important at, at the time because especially when you're a new business, you need to create value for people. Why should they break their habits of going to the same place every Friday to come to you, which is a risk for them financially, mm -hmm. right? And maybe for the, uh, the, I guess, how enjoyable their meal could be. There's a risk that it might not be good. Um, to come see you, give you their money, right? Yeah. I think sometimes, especially in this business, you have to provide a story. And the story was, I'm, I was a young guy who still young, but younger, who wanted to do something cool in the city. And I did that. And here's why it's important to me. And I would kind of give the background story, right? That the behind the right. scenes stuff. And that was important. As the Black Sheep became more established, I learned that, okay, people are tired of seeing my face, which is fine. And I was happy to take a, a back seat a little bit and put the Black Sheep more in the, in the forefront. And that ended up being the right decision. I'm not saying in five years from now, people might say, well, where's Lucas? You know, right. is, is it now just this money-making entity that he does, he's too good for? And I might need to come back and, and show my face a little bit more. Right. So social media is a strange animal, especially when it comes to promoting your, your service, your product, whatever the case may be, your industry. Um, and have you found there's been changes for you? Like when you were in the beginning, did you spend any time promoting you as a person? Or was it, has it always been about the work? Has that changed at all for you? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Like for the longest time, I always promoted my stuff as like Skursky Productions. Mm -hmm. And as of this day, it still technically is that. But I've been slowly wanting to like move away from that and have it be more me because like a lot of times I'll have a couple people on set helping out, but a lot of times it is just me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's better to have a face at the beginning to see and to like, like uh, to familiarize yourself with and like have it a little bit, a little bit, wow, stumbling, uh, make it a little more personable yes. rather than like Skursky Productions and it just looks like a corporate thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I need to step away from that and rebuild that branding because I'd rather it be like me and maybe sh show that off a little more that it's no, it's not a bunch of people doing this. It's either just me or maybe one or two of us or whatever. Yeah. There's a level of comfort to that as well for a lot of people, right? Because like I said earlier about how it's a risk for someone to come to the black sheep instead of going to their regular fish and chip spot or whatever, why would they come here if they know it's one guy with a with a passion for something they're more likely to want to take that chance on something mm -hmm. they may really enjoy as opposed to something that might just be meh because right. not to throw chains under the bus because some are are fantastic but i could name you three chains that more or less provide the exact same product right. the exact same service the only difference is one may have a cactus and the other one has a sombrero and the other one has whatever right mm -hmm. as a logo so why go from one to the next? Why would you take a risk? If you love Montana's, why are you going to go to, to Frontier Barbecue? Or why are you going to go to um, a Boston Pizza? Or why would you go to those places when you know you love Montana's? Right. It's, it's more of a risk because you, you more or less know what the experience is going to be like. Whereas when it's you as a person, you're a video, sorry, you're a cinematographer. I almost slipped there. That's yeah, all right. It's all right. You're a cinematographer. Why would they go to the productions when they could be hiring Ryan?
Yeah. Right. In the beginning, especially, I think at, there is a level of professionability that is important as you develop in your career, because even there's so much to a name. Us being called the Black Sheep Lounge, I meant it as a verb, not as a right. noun. So people were coming here in the beginning, think we're thinking we're a bar probably rightfully so understandably um, but i meant it like lounge as in hang out yeah like having a, a community space and so we spent the first three years telling people we don't serve alcohol and they're like what yeah what do you mean what do you mean it's so still waiting for that <laughs> yeah probably not gonna happen <laughs> no but you know that that's the thing like do we change it now i thought about it i really did i thought about you know maybe just black sheep or black sheep coffee roasters or something like that so people know what we provide. But at this point, I mean, we've been number one on TripAdvisor for four yeah, years. It's I like, don't think it's an issue Once anymore. you change it, it's like, are you the same place? Are you still providing the same thing? So all these people who trust you and believe in you, is it worth the change? Yeah, right? that's a good point too. Yeah. So it's weird. There's a lot of things to think about, right? Yeah, it's uh, branding is a tough thing to figure out. It's a learning experience throughout. I'm so happy that this is our first one hour podcast. It, it I noticed that from going from 30 minutes to one hour, things do get weird in a good way. Yeah. You know, like we got on, we go aliens. on tangents. Like, I cr- love like that. I'm used to that, which is like talking with buddies. I play a lot of video games mm-hmm. in my spare time. It's just a bunch of us just on like a party chat, just chatting away. And Getting it gets weird. on, it gets weird, man. <laughs> like there's some things that uh, we say that's like, what is going on sometimes? But, uh, well, listen, man, I want to make you some money. I want people yeah. to, to know where they can find your stuff. So where can they find you? Uh, I am most active on the Instagram at Skursky Productions. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, spell that so people know? S-K-U-R-S-K-Y Productions, P-R-O-D-U-T. <laughs> no, I spelled it. I already spelled that wrong. Pro- P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S. Yeah, I missed the C. Unless you're writing it down or looking at it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to spell things anymore. That's what autocorrect is for. Skursky Productions. We yeah. can do that. We can find that. And I'm obviously going to link everything to cool. website or anything. Uh, Skurskyproductions.ca. I got to update easy. it. Make it. I got to change branding. I got to update stuff. <laughs> There's, that's always on the back end. Like branding yourself, especially as like a videographer and stuff, is always, always like the last thing you think about because you're trying to get everything else out. For sure. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thanks for having me. Not just for the podcast part, but also for being a bit of a a guinea pig, being our first one after COVID. Well, not after, but I guess since COVID. Uh, And also first back on video and also one hour, first one hour podcast. So really exciting, man. I really appreciate it. It's been one hour, one minute and 46 seconds. And if you count the intro, I'm going to put on this after it's probably like a minute and three pretty wild so it's gone by quickly uh make sure if you guys need anything it doesn't matter if you're niagara gta or wherever i'm sure for the right price he'll fly to peru for you (laughs) so go check out his stuff and we will see you guys next week thanks for being here man thank you hey friend thanks so much for listening to this episode of above the mug for more episodes check us out at abovethemug.com make sure to like share subscribe review comment tag your friends this way you're not the only person listening to this thing We come up with a brand new podcast every Sunday at noon, so we'll see you next week on Above the Mug.